0: Hello everybody. This is the first episode of Thursdays with Essen. so I've been wanting to make a podcast for a long long time, but it happened so that I didn't have i at least I did think that I didn't have the equipment for it because I saw all of the youtubers doing podcasts on this big ass. Headphones and with those big mics, and I thought, oh, I don't have the resources for that, so I don't want to make a podcast with crunchy doo doo uh, audio from my mobile. And I think, and I was like, okay, well, I will wait or get a better mic, but then I was like, okay, not well, if someone's gonna listen, they're gonna listen to it, if even if it's slightly lower quality. So, I guess that's that's where I draw the line of if you want to listen to me, you can listen to if even if it's better, it's like no one wants an HD quality. Everyone say so it's like talking to someone you like. If if you're talking to someone you like and they are far away from you where the signals are not right or just not right then and the voice quality is low, you'll still talk to them even though you're not actually hearing what they're saying and it's just a distortion. Okay. But if it's someone you hate and it's even if it's H D mic, you will never listen to it. For example, let's say you it's this person you just hate. Let's say you hate a very famous podcaster. You won't listen to them just because they have an HD mic. I guess this was a great start of the podcast with my analogy of how mics determine our dislikes and our likes. Am I making sense here? Anyways. So with that idea, I'm just kind of run at like get into this podcast i'm just gonna explain it a little further because i think it's a problem where we try and try and try too hard to we try to give a lot of services to people who just don't like us for who we are if even if they liked us a little bit more like for people that like you for example your family they will like you even if you are horrible, or you are not doing what you're supposed to do. You, will, they will still support you. Just not in some cases. For example, excluding the bad stuff, obviously, and they will always support you, even if you are not up to their expectations. Um, we think that they might not, but. This is actually true for our parents, especially, they will always be there for you, even if you think that they don't care or they well, they are coming from a good place, even if they are putting some restrictions on you or whatever. But the people who like you, that's what I'm going to say, the people who like you, they just like you. You don't have to do certain stuff to make them make them like you so I would say I would suggest to everybody who is going into relationships if the people if you see that the other person likes you then you don't have to do a lot of stuff to get their attention if someone is just like not into you or not showing any interest then you you can do whatever you want they won't show any interest in you and it's just gonna be a one way thing where you are doing a lot of stuff and the other person is just kinda like halfway there and you are going actually gonna this is actually gonna build up because eventually eventually you'll find out that you're doing stuff for them but when it comes to them doing for you, they're not just up to the par. And this is where the um root of the problem is because you were doing things because not because that not because you wanted to like you were doing things for example, I gave my friend a gift not because I wanted to not because of love, just because I wanted to get the, your attention or you just wanted to get something from them, not just. For giving, giving just for the love of giving. So if you're not doing that then I don't know what, what if you're expecting by giving like that. If you're expecting something in return you are probably mistaken. So um, at this point I would say that um, this is the first episode of the podcast and I would like I would give you my introduction. I am um, a 22 year old um, chemical engineering student, um, which is probably not the topic of this uh, podcast. The topic of this podcast is basically my life and how I'm my journey. So, this is like a spiritual thing because we recognize, we may not recognize. But all of our lives are spiritual in some point or another. Even if a person doesn't believe in that, their life is kind of spiritual in the background. Everything comes to how you kind of perceive yourself, perceive everything around you. Because spirituality is not just like magic or any different kind of words that have been... At it, so when you think of spirituality, you think of psychics, you think of um, voodoo, you think of witchcraft, you think of all of different types of stuff that's just projected onto spirituality. While well, spirituality itself is kind of the process of knowing who you are, knowing who you are on the inside what is your nature, what is your true nature, what is the source of everything. Whatever you want to call it, the being, the source, the universe, the what, the god—you can call it god. Or even though, when you think of god, you don't necessarily think of the god in sense of something that is ever present and not the biblical god because. When we, when we think of God, in general, we think of someone like us, like someone with an ego. Like we are different from that, but it's kind of like God is a concept that could be explained, that could not be explained, because in our frame of reference, like, let's say... Let's say if. Kind of had a brain freeze there. So yeah. When we think of God. It's not like. It's not. We cannot. Distinctify God. If that's a word. If you cannot just pick. God out from. Something. Because everything. Everything around us. Everything we see. Everything we can perceive of everything we can imagine, everything that your mind comes up with, everything you experience, everything is just an another expression of God. You cannot, you cannot take God out of reality. So when you think of God in that sense, it makes a lot of sense because, first of all, you don't have to think of God as someone who gets angry because of what you do or be angry with yourself that you did certain things you do not have to do that because you would realize that every choice that you make and everything that happens in your life is kind of an expression of God which is perfection itself so when you really recognize that stuff you really really, um, recognize that truth it kind of all makes sense to you, and you don't have that feeling of like trying to change things trying to, uh, um I'm not saying that that's not a good um not not a good thing to do like for trying to change things first of all, change is also a part of the perfection that we uh, um, that the nature comes up with like nature we see change every day, even not always are the same although they kind of are they kind of have the same routine but every moment in our life every moment from the start when we were born every moment of our life is very unique and although we might not be aware of that and we would think that our life is kind of one no but it's never the same even if even Even this moment, if you just just like be aware of it and just be go deep enough, you will realize how relieving it is, how unique this moment is, how fresh it is, how how it has that factor of unknown in it. Like when you have when you have grabbed On to the past for so long, and you have, and you are scared of the future, and when you just let go and just be in the unknown for the moment that you are in, it kinda is, it kinda is like looking at the sky when you have when you've been all you've been in your room all day and you're surrounded by all your thoughts and all of your emotions and everything and all your problems. And you just think, blah. But when you go outside and you look at the sky, you see, okay, this is the infinite. And for a tiny, tiny second, tiny moment, your brain just stops. And that's kind of like a good example of when you are truly present. That's what we try to do in meditation as well. When When you're walking meditation walking meditation you are fully aware of your each step while you are taking the step because when or you're breathing and you're fully aware of your breathing because when mind comes in because mind just does is mind just puts deception is just mind is kind of deceptive it just tries and tries and tries hard enough to take you out of out of the perfection of just being, and it tries to deceive you of every true, fresh moment of what is unknown. And your that's why the that's why the ego is ego or the false self that we think of ourselves. The false self is basically what we think we are. It kind of tries and grab on to your past or your future. It doesn't want to be. In the unknown of the present and that's why we have anxiety that's why we have depression and even when people try and just let go of their past and their future i know that's kind of cliche at this point to say but when you just let go and be in this moment and even if you think that even if in in your mind you know even if your mind you know that you can't do it. It's in your mind. You at certain points in our life we would say from from the day we were born or the day we kind of got our consciousness, we thought that we we thought that our best our best thing or our best thing to go to for making logical decisions is our mind and our mind is the master is what's controlling our life but that's not true mind is finite it cannot grasp the perfection that is behind the mind so even if your mind thinks that even if your mind thinks that it's not possible To be present in this moment because of the trauma you had in the past, because of the worries you have of the future, you have to let your mind go. Because it does not matter. If you can you could have amazing thoughts, you could have great thoughts, but it's just but they are just thoughts. They're just going to be thoughts. If you have a good experience, you will have good thoughts about it. If you have a bad experience, you will have bad thoughts about it. So where we want to go is where we, we want to be indifferent of our mind. We want to do the opposite of what we are told to do, basically. Since the moment we were we were born and we tried to, or our senses or at least our body or our mind, tried to save ourselves, fight for the survival and use our instincts and everything and we go to our mind for it and but the next level in consciousness is not is abandoning the mind it's not being in not being in control of the mind and you you can do it easily because when you realize that it's just mind, it's just thoughts and the content of the thought is doesn't matter does not matter you'll get there so I kind of want to give you a background of how I started with spirituality because I wasn't like the typical psychic kid who just was born to be a psychic and knew that he has some magical powers that is one day going to transform you into or had premonition of that or had some kind of power that I was like, okay, this is my special power. I can see to the future. I can look behind this wall. But it wasn't always like that. I mean, I don't have those powers now, but I was interested. I would say I was kind of a religious kid, even though I was not raised in a highly religious uh, home. I was... I, Although I was a Muslim and I Islam is my religion, but we weren't super religious, but we weren't so bad as we were. We weren't so bad. We were like a normal household would be. And my mom would say that as well. My mom would say that I was kind of religious. I was. Uh, I used to um, pray a lot, and uh, I know one specific time when I would. I did, I was awake for the whole night for some kind of uh, religious, um, it was a night where um, Muslims stay up all night and worship and um, pray. So I think I did that with my sister at the age of like six or seven, which is quite impressive for me because I would never have done that. If I wasn't a religious kid or wasn't, uh, or at least I wasn't interested in God or was, didn't have that power in me. So I was kind of a religious kid, although I didn't have those spiritual gifts that people say they had or some kind of knowing they had that they were always spiritual. So how kind of I kind of got into spirituality is through the life situations. So a great thing about spirituality and about inner work or inner journey or inner journey to know yourself is that life will provide you of all the ingredients for um, a spiritual a journey. They All the situations are in life are kind of catalyzed to you towards your spiritual enlightenment because it's where the universe wants to go it wants to evolve it the consciousness wants to evolve it wants to be aware of itself how does it it, it does not be aware of itself if you you keep um identifying with your character of being this of being this person, of being this person, let's say my name is S and I would identify with being myself. I'm 22 years old, a boy who lives in a certain country and has things to do or has um, roles to play. But universe doesn't care about that. So it kind of gives you all the conditions that you need to um, grow in. It's like the caterpillar gets those, I mean, it has, the conditions are there, it just, there's no other way for caterpillar to go, okay, I'm not gonna just, I'm just gonna be a caterpillar forever. No, that's not how it works. It has to go through that stage. It has to go through that process of change or very, it feels like it, He, it's, although it feels, he does not know what's happening, but Somehow the things are moving forward, so that's kind of like how um analyze. We could analyze everyone's life. Everyone's life would give you certain kind of things, situations where you would grow. And one of the most important or uh, things in life that kind of direct you towards enlightenment or towards um enlightenment when by enlightenment and don't want to make it so that it's a big big concept like the Buddha got enlightened because he was for he was uh, sitting under a tree in a forest for 11 days or something like that and he didn't eat for 7 years but you don't have to do that you don't have to do go through go through all of those steps of having a guru or having um, going through those ordeals of um uh, even though even those st- uh, struggling or uh, um, bad things that happens to people they happen for a reason and they happen for spiritual growth for because you don't you have to learn the lesson to move forward in life you have to evolve from that so it makes sense so all the bad things that um um the things that you would consider bad in the moment maybe may in the future you may think you look back at it and you think that oh, these moments were the moments where i where my growth started happening happening because nobody if you provide and someone with all the resources of life and all the happiness of life, they are eventually they're not gonna grow, they are not to grow you grow when you have those circumstances where you say that there is like no other possibility for you um, to stay there that's a kind of a strategy that um, we use in wars as well in order the of war there is a, cha- a, um, a rule I think where they say that you either give the soldiers um you either you put the soldiers in um position where either they have to give up their life for um the country I mean they have to give up their life for the country or they um or you just have to put them in a situation where they don't have any choice to either they don't have a choice to retreat so when in life you have those difficult. Moments you have the difficult situations you go through. You either it could be an illness, you could be a bad relationship, or it could be um, anything like a struggle, um, any kind of um, like you have work struggle, you have some kind of partner that is or a bad parent, or you have childhood trauma, or anything like that. Those kind of things are kind of like a catalyst for your spiritual growth, even if you don't necessarily agree with that. So I wasn't always like this. I was uh, I was like a normal person living my life. And there were there were um, there were moments, there were times where I was kind of depressed because of the situation like life situations happen with everybody I was um. I was born in a, um, a place where I felt like I didn't belong here I, first of all I didn't think that the feelings that I was feeling were natural for me mm-hmm. and I was um, um, I had these experiences with people that were not so that was not that could be described as traumatic, uh, abusive, things that happened to me as a kid that would go on in life when I was 16, 17, 18. They kind of, 15, uh, for especially the age where when I turned 15, it kind of, my life just went really bad into a really bad place. And that was kind of like a big start of where I would say, the big pick where I started seeing that the this shit is getting real. This is getting real because I had my first relationship with somebody and I thought okay, this is the first time I've felt I'm feeling feelings of love and I am in love with this person and it is although I have that, I had that feeling before this time it's mind boggling because I can't sleep at night this is crazy and eventually that kind of stuff calms down because I wasn't getting uh, unfortunately the person that I was in love with didn't love me for me it was just because of what they wanted they wanted from me and I wasn't able to fulfill that for them and when the time was right, they thought that it, was, it would be better to dump me, and I got dumped. And I got really depressive. I didn't leave my house because it was like I was in an environment where I had to see them every day. And that was kind of the first time where I felt pain. I, the first time I I really felt sad and depressed. Also I had struggled with my weight from the beginning from the um basically my whole childhood I wasn't a kid uh, a fat kid when I was born and uh, the first few years of my life but not going out of my house when I was 11 or 12 made me really fat and I was bullied a lot for first being fat then being then being too girly or having interests that was that were, that were more feminine. I had a feminine voice before hitting puberty, and so it kind of was a lot, and it kind of got better at some point before getting really worse when I was fifteen. From I would say from the age of thirteen to 15, 14, it kind of got better, and then it got worse when I was fifteen, sixteen. So from 1516 I kind of started um putting myself um putting getting more um serious with my studies because I was I didn't have anything else to latch onto so I thought that okay this is something that I could latch onto so I was kind of a good student but I was an average at that point but th- from that point on I know that I started studying and i take took studying really seriously, and I really tried to get do my best for in study so from the next two or three years of my life i would just I would just go on and study and try to do the best I can, and so I was able to finally see some results, and I thought to myself, "Okay, this is a good thing. I'm progressing. I was progressing now. But it was just another illusion for myself to feel, but a little better from, uh, a little better because, because at the root of the cause was something different because I didn't know what I was doing basically. But so that, so that made me latch on to studies, but after two or three years, after being a good student and being in university, now I have no problems. I'm um, just have to go study in university things um uh, started shifting towards relationships because now I had this I had the stability with my studies now I have to I have this um degree going on it's just going to have a degree I'm going to get a degree but the things um uh, things kind of shifted towards relationship side because i was i was stable at one point so when 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 someone is when someone has um, stability in certain certain areas of life they kind of neglect that they kind of have they kind of overlook that so when i had a really good grades i had i mean good grades in the first semester um first um first half of the semester i would say i kinda started ignoring my studies and i kind of went towards went more towards relationships and i kinda uh, kinda went wanted to find a partner and go went towards that side, which i had been in the past but this time this time the time was right and everything was um, before that I was kind of struggling in my studies, but now uh, the time was right, and life really gave me a good situation in which I went into another relationship after years of uh, that relationship, which was really messy and it had, took me a lot of time to get over. Now I had a new relationship with someone in 2019 when in March I started, I met them for the first time, and we had a great connection i started having feelings for them and after a month i got dumped again so at that point i was kind of really down on myself because i thought okay first of all i didn't i was kind of um an unstable person in a relationship because i was um too dependent on the person because i Uh, I had never had attention in my life so the first time I had I was expecting something from someone and I was attached to them I kind of expected a lot from them and it was the first time I was feeling those things and after I had break I had broken up with them it was kind of like immature I would say to believe that this is basically the end of everything or you know when you know when you're attached to someone and you really care about them or you love them and they don't they don't care for you the same way it's heartbreaking and i was heartbroken and i could not concentrate on my studies again properly i was looking for attention here and there and i really got unstable at that point in my life and i started latching on to different things so one thing i latched on to was my friends and my friendships i valued them a lot and i shifted my focus from my studies towards relationships where i spent a lot of my time a lot of my time trying to please people and in the hands of wrong people and it just it kind of becomes a chain reaction of where I was in the hands from one bad person, uh, apparently bad person, to another person where I was being used. And one thing led to another. And basically, I was at a point in my life where I was like, okay... This thing these things are not working if I need to find um, if I need to find the true purpose of life I need I need to abandon these things I need to abandon the superficiality of life and I need to go deeper and there is a need for me to give up these things like I gave up social media I gave up a lot of my friends a lot of the things that I used to do, I tried and tried my best because I was reading these books about about how peop- how to cope with your ego, how to let go of your false self the correct the character you try to be so I try to disidentify with my the character of the character of being of being the character that I was and it kind of was like... In the unknown for a while and it really helped because I didn't have those distractions with me. I didn't have social media, I didn't have friends, I didn't have relationships or studies at that point because it was just the start of COVID-19 and there wasn't a lot of work to do and I had summer vacations so there wasn't a lot to do at that point. So I was really focused on, I was really focused on spirituality itself and trying to find out my true nature. And I really went, but that doesn't mean that there were there were no struggles. There were no sadness. There was still sadness inside because I, although I with two hours of meditation every day, I was still not able to. And a lot of guided meditations, looking at this guru, looking at that, uh, reading this book. Reading from that book, and I was literally having, literally doing everything, everything, trying everything to be enlightened. I was literally looking for the enlightenment. But that just—it was—it was—it was also itself a struggle because struggle because it was. I was, although I I disidentified with my character of being of all the mainstream things. Now I had this another rut of enlightenment that I wanted to grasp. I took my hand off of the mainstream desires. Now I had this spiritual desire that I had to fight through. So one of the great things about my journey was that I had the internet with me. I had advice from a lot of gurus a lot of different spiritual teachers and not to mention one of the best ones are Eckhart Tolle Rupert Spira and all of those really good teachers that i was listening to daily and everyone every everything that i was i was seeing the spiritual application of spirituality At every part of my life and everything that I did, because a lot of different religious texts that I had read in the past try to make that started making sense. It kind of just opened my eyes to the real reality of life. So, in that sense, it was really great to um, see life in a new perspective. It's like a new grow new growth it's like I was shedding that character that I had in the past and growing into something new so that was really great for me and at a certain point where I was so tired of trying to find trying to grasp onto enlightenment I I had that Concept in my mind where I thought that enlightenment would uh, enlightenment would finish all of my desires and it will just fulfill me and give me everlasting fulfillment. Although it is, a, although it is kind of that, but it's not just that. You, it, although you have that feeling of being infinite and being um, part of the universe and be in harmony with your true self, your true with the essence of the um, universe. There's there's still things that you have to do in real life. Like your real life doesn't disappear when you have that inside. You have that self realization. So at that exact moment where I, that happened with me was when. I was I was trying to meditate and I had this guided meditation on and I was ready and there was nothing to um m- like discourage me but all the things that were happening in uh um in the past two days just weighed on in on me because I was like okay this enlightenment thing is not working I'm trying so hard and Maybe I don't know what I'm doing, and although these teachers are saying it's very easy, it's very, it's like enlightenment is easy and it's true, and it's um, the most obvious thing that there could be, but I'm still not understanding something. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to inquire. I'm trying to do these things, but at certain point I was like. In my room and had and usually when i meditate i meditated on my bed and i have in the pitch black dark because that's how i used to do it because i think that you could um i think it was really effective for me in, to do it in the dark so i used to do it in the dark and in silence but then that day that particular day the t- children outside were really bugging me they were really being loud and my window was open, so I went, out, went off in the dark to shut the window down and I hit my hand at the cactus and was like, okay, this is the worst day of my life, so kind of was like that, and I remember thinking to myself, I don't know what to do, I was kind of feeling suicidal at that point, because I was feeling really low, because I had tried everything, literally, I had tried, I had been through everything I could possibly imagine, I tried to do this thing, I tried to do that, and finally there was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm just gonna give up, I don't care, so I gave up, I gave up the search, I didn't... I stopped searching for enlightenment. As soon as I gave up, I became present. I was in the moment, and the fan, the fan above me, was making this noise. I was like, "Okay, this there's this noise happening," but who is um, aware of the noise, and why is it happening? I kind of focused on the noise for a bit I was kind of aware of the noise the fan is making this noise I know that intellectually but how do I know that the fan is doing this voice how is it in my in my consciousness how am I aware of the hearing that is happening who is what is the hearing happening in. If I could describe that. So, when I thought about it, I had that moment. Aha, okay. So, this is enlightenment. So, this is when I was like, aha, okay, that. That was the thing that I was looking for how did I not know that that was what I was looking for because I had that realization I had a really good realization of um, what I was looking for I had that infinite moment where I felt like oh in general words I would describe my experience as nothingness I had that experience of thinking about, not thinking, having an in-depth experience where I felt like I knew where things were coming from, where I knew the basic ground from, where every experience or every perspective was happening, every perception was happening, where the um, if the... A fan was moving and it was making noise. It was because it was happening inside of me. It was not outside of me. It was everything was always inside of me. And I thought that it was something else. It it was separate from me. And that was a really deep realization that I had. And that was the point where I was like, okay, spirituality is legit.